Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the return of Ross Lyon at St Kilda this time last year saw the return of several favourite sons. And one of those returnees was Brendan Goddard, who this week scored a promotion. The former Saints superstars going from the development space into a midfield assistant coaching role. And our St Kilda interviews are for the all-new Sherry Tigo 7 Pro SUV. Brendan Goddard, welcome back to SEN. Samuel, how are you, mate? Going very, very well. Now, I just feel like I need to address the elephant in the room straight off the top. We did share a radio studio for Trade Radio not too long ago, and you would have no qualms in giving me some, well, strong, honest feedback from time to time. So will your midfielders be the same? Uh, yeah, no, I won't be changing too much, mate. So it'll be somewhat of a seamless transition. I did spend a bit of time with them last year, assisting Lenny, mainly during the week, yeah. um, and then coached a number of them at VFL level. So, uh, no, there's always uh, always room for feedback, mate. So um, we always have some robust discussions. <laughs> what level of anticipation do you have? I mean, you, you love the game. Added responsibility here, of course, but something that you can really sink your teeth into. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. So, obviously, getting back into coaching, um, and just my attitude, I saw it as a bit of a, a process, a bit like when I first got drafted. Um, you know, you have to earn respect and kind of go through the process of getting better and adapting uh, year on year. And I kind of see the same process. So, it's probably coming about a little bit quicker than I envisaged when I got back into coaching and, and footy club land last year in the development space. So, um, yeah, no, looking forward to it. And it's... Like being around a club last year and assisting Lenny, so I've got a pretty good lens on, on what's required and a little bit more time commitment from my uh, previous show's development code, mainly during the week in preparation for meetings and obviously the game. But, um, you know, chatting with my wife, it actually, based on my role last year, I had a bit more free time on weekends because I was kind of burning the candle at both ends where I was doing uh, VFL uh, midfield coaching and then going to uh, the AFL games too where there was no clash in the schedule. So... I'll have a little bit more time just to assist her on weekends, which she's pretty happy about. And then there's obviously the added extra bit of travel. So, But but tragically, less time for golf. Less time for golf. Well, our, our schedule last year during the season didn't really permit it, but I believe that's going to change. So I still might be able to find time oh, last year. You're kidding. As you're alluding to, <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't much golf going on, unfortunately. So, uh, and it's just on there, I'll, I'll have um, some pretty strong assistance with Chris McKay, who's been in the club a long time, going yep. on like 12 years now in the analyst analytic space, and he's keen to get into coaching, and he's assisted Lenny and the other midfield coaches for the last three or four years, and he will take on more of a assistant line, I guess, role with the midfield, assisting myself and Lenny at, at VFL level. Yeah, yeah, you'll have plenty of support, of course. I guess, you know, coming back into the fold at Moorabbin then, BJ, so you were a celebrated player there, of course, but you played, what was it, nearly 130 games at Essendon in the back third or so of your career. So just rewinding, did you identify as a bomber in immediate retirement? How did you view yourself once the boots got hung up? Um, no, I think initially just not so much as like am I St Kilda Essendon person. It was just probably more of a following towards Essendon because I um, obviously retired from there and I still had a lot of you know players that are currently playing that I 
that I've played with. So it's more of a, more of a connection to the players. As you know, it's it's all about um, relationships, and, and when you leave footy clubs, and a lot of my relationships, or nearly all of them actually, when I left St Kilda in end of 2012 uh, and moved on to the footy club. So there might have been a couple of people behind the scenes, and then and then so I think there was two players, Sebi Ross and Jimmy Webster, when I retired. That you know that was my kind of connection back to St Kilda, other than playing playing the game. So it's it's hard it's hard to say. Like, you were, obviously we had a lot more success and. Mm. Um, a lot of fond memories at St Kilda, so and played majority of my career. So if yeah, if I if I was going to say, and it's not just because I return as a coach, but as time goes on, I view myself as both both a, a St Kilda and Essendon person. It's hard to kind of divide, but as you, as I was alluding to, it's all about friendships, and I've great made great lifelong friendships at, at both clubs. Yeah, so 334 games. Of course, you finished up in 2018. Now, just the process from there until now, I'm quite fascinated by. Like a lot of players retire and go straight into coaching or they go off and do something else and, and we never see them in the industry again. Now, it's taken you a while to find your your way here, I guess, by choice. You were you're in here a bit at SEN and clearly loved it, mind you. But your, your journey post-career is an interesting one. Yeah, well... Um... Like a few guys, kind of 2000, 2019, no one could predict COVID. So I was actually, as much as I like, I love footy, you alluded to, I think we spent enough time together to understand that I love it regardless of what I do. But I was just keen to kind of step away from and experience what's on the other side of the fence. The grass is always greener. And that kind of really didn't eventuate through COVID. Mm. So sitting around during COVID, it's kind of like, what's your next career move? Because you've kind of got two chapters, right? I just had my footy chapter and career as a football, 17 years. And then as a, as a mid 30 year old with two, you know, three or three, a third on the way or three kids at home and a wife, like it's kind of like what's next. So, um, and I was keen to do a little bit stuff in the corporate world and that didn't really eventuate. And then sitting around, it's uh, eventually you come back to what you know and what you love. So it was football and there was some brief discussions whilst like during COVID about getting back into footy and that didn't really help with the third uh, child on the way and the hub life when that came about. Um, and then the extension of COVID through that period didn't really, really fit, you know, our family life and timing. So mm. took a back seat and then, and then, yeah, come, come, uh, you know, fast forward to like kind of end of COVID and then sitting around and as I said, uh, as much as I enjoyed working with yourself, mate, and SEN, a number of media outlets. And, and that was fun. It's just, I just feel like, I felt like I needed just, no, really to be a part of something in a team, that's probably what I miss most about the game. Once you retire and you miss the people and being a part mm. of a team environment, really just having that single focus. And for us at St Kilda, it's just as cliche as it sounds, we know we all want to, we all want that elusive premiership, right? But it's just being a part of something about getting better every day and working towards a common goal. And I really did miss that. And that's what I'm enjoying now. And when people ask me, how are you enjoying it after my first season? I said, well, when I get up in the morning, I look forward to going to work. So yeah. I think that's pretty... Uh, Pretty good indicator. No, that makes perfect sense. We're speaking to former Essendon, former Saint superstar Brendan Goddard, newly appointed assistant coach down at the Saints as well. So you spent a large part of your playing career underneath Ross Lyon. It's almost like I'd imagine being an assistant coach now, you almost get to look behind the curtain to Ross. Yeah. To Ross's bed. I mean, and, and I take it he's changed a lot over time as well. I mean, how have you made it from working underneath him as a player to alongside him as a, as a development and now an assistant coach? Yeah, it's de- it's definitely different. So um, I look at it from a player's perspective now, and how he, you know, how he works with the players is definitely a lot less intense, like <laughs> less often. So he's obviously he, he reads the room really well when when the players you know need a bit of a stern talking to. He's obviously still got that there, but I think I think it's more 
a relaxed approach. And then, as you made mention, it is different at being an assistant coach. We, as players, you know, you interact with them, but you don't see the Monday to Friday and the little the preparation that goes into either training or the week of training and then into a game. So um, I've, I've probably lent on halves in particular because he worked under Ross uh, after he retired. So he, he can actually see it from both sides of the fence. And, and, and he says he definitely has changed. And, you know, Ross is a smart man, so he understands you need to change and where to get better And as a coach and as a person. So um, that's been really interesting. And, and, and the feedback from halves, and I've seen his ability to delegate now and um, allow the assistant coaches to really take control of the program. And he, he obviously oversees it, so there's not a thing that he doesn't uh, kind of let through to the keepers across everything. But definitely uh, his ability to delegate is now you know, <laughs> becoming one of his great strengths. Now, let's talk. There'll be a lot of Saints fans listening this morning, of course, around your 2024 prospects. Obviously, improved this season, just gone, made a final, lost a final. Now, the two players you picked up in the trade period, you're going to have a fair bit to do with. One is the former Fremantle uh, winger, Liam Henry, and the other one is the inside midfielder from the Blues, Paddy Dow. How are you looking forward to working with those two gentlemen? Yeah, yeah. We've, so, uh, they've been back a week, or they're uh, four-plus-year players, but they've been back with the one-to-four-year players. Uh, Liam and uh, Dowie have both been in here kind of the lead up to the start of preseason. So had a number of chats with those guys. Yeah, so they said bringing something, you know, to the team, both as individuals and, and as players uh, that, that we don't really have and we kind of lacked that leg speed. Um, and, you know, Paddy, Paddy's ability to run, like I understand he has not his time trial, but uh, elite runner, but just got a bit more pop out of the midfield, a bit more mm-hmm. agility to help us, which we've probably kind of lacked and been a bit of like-for-like um, through the midfield. So they'll add that element. but And they're in a really good, healthy uh, you know, age profile too for where the group is at and where we're, where we're trying to go. Max King's a big part of it, of course. I know he's not part of your portfolio, but I think he had the – I just love saying Latage. Uh, he had that procedure post-season. When, what's, he, what's his immediate playing future look like? When's he back into full training, do you know, BJ? Uh, sorry, so that's King. Did yeah, you yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so he's 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 actually moving really well. So had that obviously in the off season, um, his third shoulder surgery. So hopefully this is kind of the end of it. The latter shay, I think, minus any is it's tightening up a little bit, bit more. May restrict him a little bit with his movement, but um, he's moving well. So we're probably expecting to be into uh, full training post Christmas. So he's been he's actually been in here a lot probably the last month. Again. Uh, four plus year player return with the younger guys and and the good thing about the shoulder and where it's at in the mini is able to get um, you know the casing to his legs more importantly so he's got a good foundation so he still still have a bit of work to do in terms of that strength and mobility through shoulder and his upper body but he'll be in a pretty good position I would have thought post Christmas to kind of bounce back into training obviously ease into the contact stuff but expecting the to be out there with a group with a ball in his hand post-Christmas. Yep. Now, I know you can't... Well, I don't think you can play favourites in your line of work, but who's caught your eye in the <laughs> early going? Because I saw a photo of uh, Marcus Windhager. Now, boy, oh boy, he looked supremely fit, um, lean and mean. And I, and I also read this morning he's been entrusted with the honour of wearing uh, the late Danny yeah, Frawley's number two that's been brought out of retirement after a couple of years. Yeah, which is a great kind of reflection on, on Marcus and his his dedication Um you know, his ability to really figure it out really on his career because it does. I've seen it from different angles. That young guys take a little bit longer than others and and figure out what it requires to you know make it in the AFL or at least give yourself the best chance. So, and Marcus sits in that bracket. But but honestly, I, and I don't like 
people say just being biased, but since returning the Saints and, and younger core group of players, they're probably the most dedicated, most professional bunch of guys. I mean, there's always kind of one or two, but there's, there's you, you can say there's five, six, seven of these guys that literally just doing whatever it takes to get better every day and improve their footy at such a young age. So um, I've been super impressed um, with a lot of guys. So there's not just, and that's mm. just a, like, that's an expectation from us as coaches. And that's a good thing when from from Boris Haas himself, when he like kind of, you know, we've seen it, smelt it, we we know what it takes. So that's just the expectation, really, in the culture that we're building that these guys come back and they, particularly in the off season, try to <clears throat> improve as much as they can, but they come back ready to train and they just have that mindset of continual improvement. And yeah, Marcus getting stronger, and you know, if you can get fit, he's already you know one of the best runners at the club. So, but they're just little. Inc- incremental improvements where he's strength now and you know his body he's changing his body to be match match harder but he's just one of the guys there's Mitch Owens Mateus Philippou you know Ryan Burns who um, you know looks like a different as much as he did well throughout the year to play consistent footy he looks like a different athlete this time you know from this time last year so just his body shape so there's a number of those guys so yeah. that, that's just the expectation now at St is that these guys come back with the attitude that you know Marcus and Mateus Mitch uh, Ryan Burns, all those guys are just playing. Yeah, really looking forward to see where Mitch Owens goes with his career in 2024 and beyond. Now, you're a number one pick. I mean, a, a first rounder who lands at the Saints couldn't be, or any draft pick, couldn't be in better hands with you there. You've seen everything from the pressure of being uh, a number one pick and how it unfolds from there. So the first rounders in particular at the Saints, Darcy Wilson and Lance Collard, what are your early impressions been of those two kids? Yeah, uh, we, we just actually spent a couple of days uh, away with uh, the leaders, coaches and all the first year players so nice um oh, a great great group of young kids again real mature heads on them um and i think there's a bit of expectation too because the pathway now is at junior level whether it be wa at all at all levels um in all states is you know significantly improved since since i kind of came through the system so these guys are pretty pretty much well prepared or, or prepared as much or as well as anyone has been in the last decade to walk into a footy club and understand the expectations based on the, the programs that they've been through and, and the, the prof- professionalism that those programs now show. So uh, in particular, Darcy Wilson, Lance, Lance is, you know, a young kind of, kind of shy kid, um, but he's clearly got some tricks, but um, Darcy, you know, uh, Ari, Angus and his young Hugo, unfortunately, is just coming uh, kind of easing into the program with a with a hammy kind of mm. tendonitis stuff that he carried throughout the year. So, um, and they're being eased into the program, but but all like they all seem pretty level headed kids. So um, that's a pretty good foundation to start with as a coach, and you know even as a senior kind of teammate to work with the younger players to help them improve as fast as they can. Now, has Shallon Maker got a better kick than you? I need to ask you that because the people <laughs> want to know. Well, he's left footed. <laughs> well, 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 what does that? What do you mean? What does that mean? Yeah, well, it's different. Oh, well, it's so, easier, is it? It's kind of. We'll re- readdress this in maybe maybe a year or two, mate. But um, oh. I'm I'm pretty confident still with my kick these days. My boys, don't worry. I've let them know out there. <laughs> you didn't let me down. I was hoping, and you delivered. Yeah, hey, where, don't worry, I knew where you're going with it. Where's where was the where was the little trip away? Just quickly, where'd you take them? Uh, just up to Mitchelson Winery. So if you haven't oh, been up there, get up there because it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. So thanks to Jerry Ryan. But, uh, you know, just a little bit of connection piece with everyone, which is really important, I think, this early early part of their, an early stage of their journey at the Saints, nah. the young guys. 
Love it up there. And Jerry Ryan, a big saner, of course. Now, just quickly, before we let you go, I hope you can just clarify something for me. Uh, Cooper Sharman, he, lo- he lost a bet, didn't he, arriving like he was James Bond? <laughs> uh, no, there's Coops. Coops, uh, quirky little... Uh, no. Thing, uh, definitely a bit, a bit of handball games going on during the week. But, um, they're pretty well prepared, the boys, with the penalties, if losing the game. There was once we used to get a ball um, kicked at us, but obviously with concussion protocols and all that these days, that's uh, we put a we put a line through that kind of stuff. So the boys uh, the boys come up with some pretty uh, funny and quirky penalties. So Cooper just had to wear the old suit into uh, first day of training. Jeez. I think he pulled it off well. Did he? Coops. I mean, he could have at least got the bag of fruit to match. I mean, the jacket didn't even match the strides. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got his own style, mate. Oh, jeez, come on, Coops. Um, Love it, mate. Love it. Congratulations on, on the job. It's uh, it's fantastic. Well deserved. And uh, we'll know you make a amazing fist of it. And uh, good luck over the, the pre-season period and obviously the season beyond. I'm sure we'll chat again. Yeah. Cheers, Sammy.